Welcome to Criminal Gines, a comedic true crime watch-along podcast where we watch Criminal Minds, all 15 seasons, and discuss the true crime that can be linked, however indirectly, to the episode. We're your hosts, Stacey Johnson and Veronica Shea, and this week we're joined by Casey Adler in discussing Season 1, Episode 22, The Fisher King, Part 1. Okay, I don't like this at all um welcome to the podcast (laughs) (laughs) i'm so excited that you're here for our season finale end of season one merci beaucoup (laughs) oh i hate this i can hear your fucking ice (laughs) it's time for drinks okay so we did we're doing episode 22 the fisher king part one so a lot of this episode was building for season two's premiere. But what we know is this girl is being kept in a dungeon basement in a creepy old house by a severely burned dude. Oh, the team has vacation. It's like so exciting for them. And Ellen Morgan are going to Morgan's Friends Resort in Jamaica for their two weeks. And they're hoping to hook up with people, not each other, but like with other people. They're going for a sex vacation. A sexcation. A sexcation. And we learned that Shamar Moore has tattoos, including a tramp stamp. Yeah. In real uh, life? In real life. Those are his tattoos. Mm. Hotch is off to be the dutiful husband to his high school sweetheart wife. Gideon is going to a remote cabin in the woods with a lady friend that he cooks for. And Reed is going home to see his mom, Jane Lynch, who we find out is a paranoid schizophrenic. Hmm. Well, at least we know right now that she's in an institution, season two, that we find out she's schizophrenic. Can I just say how freaking great she is in this? Oh, perfect casting. Oh, it's absolutely stunning. She's it's fantastic. Perfect. They What's are the so- yeah. That's the thing I'm most... That's the thing that you're most excited about. What was the tattoo? As you should be. Wait, what's his, what's the what? What's the tattoo? His, his tramp oh, stamp. It looks like, I think, lettering. It's mm. like, it's his entire back. I'll pull it up. Yeah, if you can find it. Have you seen Ben Affleck's? No. No. What? He doesn't really have one, does he? Oh, it's an, an atrocity. It's a war crime. Look it up. Look up his back. Look up oh Ben Affleck's God. back. Oh, it's his full back tattoo. I do it's think a- I saw it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? This is this is going to affect my Shamar Moore rating today. Oh, I know, and I know, I I know. You did so good, but this I cannot get this out of my head. It says first off, it says freedom. (laughs) Do you see that? It says freedom. That is his tram stamp. Oh, it's not good. Okay, hold on. Ben Affleck back. You know. Oh. Make America free. Now I need to see Ben Oh. Look at the sound that you're making. Oh, what is that? Why did he do that to him? That looks like a Pokemon character. It looks like his wife was like, I'm going to do a tattoo for the first time. And he was like, yes, do it. Jennifer Garner? Any any of them. Jay. Oh, who has he? No, Jane. just J-Lo and... Jen, Jen Garden. The J's. Maybe Jane for Gardner wouldn't have done that. Maybe uh, it was... Uh, yeah, I think this was post-Jen Garner. Yeah, he, Jennifer Garner was like, I'm done. And then he was like, okay, where's the nearest Pokemon tattoo shop? <laughs> oh my God. I like Ben Affleck. That was his post-divorce tattoo. Oh God. <laughs> okay. Um, God, where are we? Okay, Garcia is spending her vacation playing video games at work. 
because can't get enough of the BAU, I guess. And JJ doesn't get any vacation days, so she's just at work. Yeah. Okay, then we go back to the creepy house where there's lots of weird imagery, including a bunch of surveillance photos of the team. Now, in the middle of the night, Hotch gets a call from the unsub. He has a really weird, creepy voice, and he has a cryptic message for him. Then Garcia gets a bug on her laptop that jumps to the FBI's system. Gideon is delivered a head in a box and a baseball card. There's a decapitated man at the Jamaican hotel, and a bloodline is drawn down the hall from the decapitated dude to Elle's room, and she's arrested and taken into custody. Hotch has to go to Jamaica to come to her rescue, and it was determined that she wasn't even in the country when this guy was killed. So they're back, going back to Virginia. JJ's delivered a butterfly, and Reed was delivered a skeleton key, all at their destinations. Pretty much every package has some kind of phrase or like saying with it something. So lots of clues are coming in, and they realize that a lot of these clues are personally specific to the team member who got them. Plus, he knew where they were all going to be. So this guy is like deep into the team. Now, based on the decapitated guy, he had checked into the hotel room with his friend, Frank. <laughs> That's just a, such a silly thing to say. Based on the decapitated guy. <laughs> he... The decapitated guy was like a petty criminal, and he had checked in with his friend, Frank Giles, who is now in the wind. So now they're looking for Frank Giles. Garcia has his address, of course, and they go and find him dead on this mattress in the middle of the room with a broadsword stuck in his chest. And on the uh, wall, written in blood, is the message, Here thy quest doth truly begin. So now we're getting clues in medieval English. And they find a music box hidden in the wall that reads Skeleton Key Opens. It plays Schubert's Trout Quintet. It has another note, a lock of the girl's hair from the beginning of the episode, and a DVD that the unsub is in. And he's like kind of hidden himself. But like you can clearly see he's very injured. And he's giving them the rules to this quest he has created for the team. And one of those rules is do not include the media. Mm. Gideon is beginning to struggle with burnout, which would also make sense since his behavior has been erratic all season. (laughs) And Hodge's wife comes to the office because she was hand-delivered this package at the house with a weird message from the delivery guy. And in the package is this huge code. And Reed realizes it's a book code, and now they need to find what book and the exact copy and edition of that book to use the code. Now, they run tests on the lock of hair. It's from a missing girl, Rebecca Bryant, and she's been missing for two years. Gideon has JJ hold a press conference because rules be damned. And they're basically looking for the delivery guy from Hotch's house. Elle is sent home to try to get some sleep because she has not had any sleep since she was detained in Jamaica. I guess she was too hopped up on the flight. And while she's there, the unsub retaliates from the press conference. He breaks in and shoots her. And that's the end of our episode in the end of season one. Mm. It's all very exciting. It was. Yeah. So not a whole lot is happening, but also like a lot is happening. Yeah. it It was a cliffhanger episode for sure. Yeah. We had a lot about the team and Gideon's blaming Garcia, which is like true, but rude still since he just learned her name after working with her for two years. It's fine. Great. But 
We do get a lot of relaxed Shamar in this mm. since he was on vacation, which we love to see. So we should do our gimme more right out of the gate. I'm ready for it. Gimme, gimme more. Oh, God. I just pulled up my phone and looked at his back tattoo again. I'm upset. Oh, no. Get the back tattoo. It's not always about the back. Oh, God. That's true. Uh, so, Casey, we rate him from on a scale of one to five helpings because we understand that he's a 10. So now he has his like own right. you know, scale, obviously. Right. Okay. Stace, did you want to go first? Yeah, I was going to rate a five. Okay. I was, but I just mm. can't get that image out of my head but this is a solid four okay solid four great i'm gonna do a five because i don't mind a tatted man and i don't think that we should degrade women by continuing the tramp stamp issue you know what i mean it just feels very anti-woman of you stacy the tramp stamp or yeah. the, the judging someone for a tramp stamp yeah. oh you know what that's fair and okay yeah it's just very (laughs) anti-women anti-women okay so the ink has no bearance on your score is that right veronica no that's right if at the bottom of his back it said i hate women (laughs) how would that affect your score veronica uh that would be hard i would probably think he was the ugliest person alive wow okay so it would be a full zero yeah (laughs) now if it was a different word (laughs) <laughs> Other than freedom, like if it said, you're right. Like if it said, like I don't know, hot dog, I would be like, hell yeah, that's a great tattoo, hilarious, mm. fantastic, or machismo. Ah, yes. Oh my god. Okay, so yeah. you're anti-woman and anti-American, Stacy. Is that correct? <laughs> that's what I'm <laughs> here. Really close this season out with a bang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah freedom's pretty bad did he serve he didn't serve in the armed forces why i don't know you know it, try not to ask honorary that. service member sure with swat and exactly uh, yeah that feels right <laughs> <laughs> oh my god jesus very purple heart that's right <laughs> okay casey what about you what do you think I'm, I'm gonna i have to say i would do five and a quarter, five and a <gasps> oh, quarter wow. helpings because you can't you know when you see a great band and then you they have an encore mm-hmm. i want a little encore okay wow a little encore. we've never gone over five wild season finale uh i don't believe he was a military man but his father whose name is Sherrod, was a military vet who did serve time at San Quentin while Shamara was young. What? <laughs> what did he do? To get- I don't know. This is wild to me. I, like, I don't know why I haven't looked this up more. More. <laughs> I mean, look, everyone has a past. Absolutely. Who hasn't done time in San Quentin? <laughs> <laughs> what happens who- in San Quentin stays in San Quentin. Exactly. Who hasn't spent some time in San Quentin? You know what I mean? San Q, as we call it. (laughs) I know Stacy has. I have. I got lost over there. Aaron and I, our friend Aaron and I were trying to find our way back home to Reno. We had gone to a show in San Jose and we were trying, we're like coming up through the bay, trying to get back to Reno and we got on the wrong side of it. Mm. And all of a sudden we started seeing signs that were like, don't pick up hitchhikers. 
don't stop your car, don't all this stuff. And then it was like San Quentin, 20 miles. Mm. And we were like, turn around. All of a sudden, you're on death row. You're like, how did I get here? Yeah, literally. I was like, no, I don't want to be here. <laughs> so. Oh, his dad was a member of the Black Panthers. Okay. Oh. Like back that. in the 60s. We like that. So yeah. is that how you him? Because if yeah. that's case then that's malarkey i don't know if i'm allowed to cuss you can can cuss that's totally fine that's malarkey that's that's a political that's political yeah his it all it's saying is like his involvement in the civil rights movement Mm -hmm. wasn't like the choices that he made during the 60s in that got him four years in prison that's interesting because then then that actually makes a lot more sense why uh he has freedom on his back and that has more. Okay. And now yeah. you should take it back. Because I do. This is, this is real freedom, not fake freedom. Yeah. All right. You know what? Absolutely. You're absolutely right. And I am changing my answer now. My rating is no longer a four. My rating is a five and a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> In true Stacey fashion. It is an odd thing. <laughs> It's an odd place to put it. I'll give it that. Like Thank in you. on the small of the back, you know, the yeah. soft little intimate spot. He's intimate with freedom. You could say that. It just makes me uncomfortable. You're intimate with freedom. Am I? I don't want to be intimate. <laughs> yeah, isn't that your girlfriend's stripper name? Oh, I wish. That'd be hilarious. No. <laughs> what would your stripper name be? Sorry, I'm taking us on a tangent. My oh. It's okay. The name of your first dog and then the street that you lived on. Porn name. It's your first thing. animal and the first street you lived on. Mine is Dinah Marsh. Oh, that's beautiful. I am that's clearly an upscale escort. Mm-hmm. I don't. Uh, mine's kind of upsetting. <laughs> Mine is Sadie Woodtrail. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's like a 1970s full bush it's upsetting casey what's yours uh i can't remember the first street i was on but we'll just say it, it, my, my first dog was lucky so we'll say lucky apple oh that's a good that's one, a good one. <laughs> that's very good oh my gosh all right i like it. that there okay so we're here to talk about okay well here's the thing even though i can't say the name i do think the fact that they called the guy frank giles mm. is an homage to this guy it is mm-hmm. you okay. could even have called him frank Gil, <laughs> but no one would have been able to pronounce <laughs> Okay, Casey, talk to us about our medieval serial killer that I can't say. Gilles de Reyes. So Reyes, Reyes, Reyes is uh, is actually, it was a city. It was a city. So it would be like Casey de los Feliz, right? Casey of los Feliz. <laughs> Interesting guy. At first, I was really unhappy reading all of the crimes he was Charged and convicted with. Convicted is a weird word to even say in the context of the 15th century. Right. It's not, it's really, there is an ecclesiastical court, which is the church court, and then there's a secular mm-hmm. court. And uh, anyway, so we'll start. He's born. Okay. First of all, this man's life is. He's born. He's born. Okay. He's born in, I believe, Anjou, but let me just mm-hmm. clarify. It was yes. Anjou. Anjou. Mm-hmm. 1405 and his dad dies in a crazy hunting accident so even if he did the crimes later you could even you could point to this first like trauma in his life that was like dad died then mom died 
So then grandpa took his life, you know, in his hands and like helped him. Mm-hmm. Okay, flash forward. Who cares about all that beginning Middle sh- stuff. Yeah, who cares about the big middle stuff? Gilles de Reyes, So France goes into a hundred years long war with England. Okay. It's called, as we all know, the hundred years war. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they're really. Twist. They yeah. are so. They're just like really good at naming things. You uh, know what I mean? They're creative. Have never gotten good though. World War One, World War Two. Well, that was supposed to be. That was the great. Wasn't World War One the Great War? Yeah, and then they changed it. Well, because there was a sequel, right? Um, <laughs> wasn't that, so wasn't that supposed to be the war to end all wars war. or some shit? Yeah. Why didn't they say the Second Great War? Why did we change it? Second no. Great War. Well, because it would have to be like the Great War, the best war, and then it just kind of sounds like right. you're for war. Right. That's a good point. So okay. maybe it, that was it? Or that they didn't... and like, yeah, you don't want to give bad things fun names, like serial yeah. killers. Like, we've been over that. Like, some of them had like cool names, like that oh. Ice Man, or like, point. Yeah. yeah. So if we give a war, like, um, I don't know, the grand old time of the 1800s, like, we don't Right. Know. That I was the Civil like... War. <laughs> You know, I don't know, but (laughs) that makes sense to me. Gilderay is charged with kind of protecting Joan of Arc, which is amazing. So doing really good things, starting out, like doing like amazing things. Joan, like you imagine like your, your job protects this future feminist icon. Okay. Shout out Sinead (gasps) O'Connor. Oh, all right. All right. She just like it feels like a was like a Joan of Arc kind of character. You know yeah. what? Agreed. The Absolutely. Joan of music in a, in a lot of ways. She was persecuted. She really was. Literally persecuted. Well, she shaved her head. She and shaved as her I head. have always said, ladies, don't shave your head. Bad things happen. <sighs> one, I have to see the shape of your skull. I, and I'll say this to men too. No one wants to see shape. that. She, she did, did have a good actual shape. It was like if anybody was, like was going to shave their head, it should have been her because That's she me. looked great. The back of my head is is flat. Back of your head is ridiculous. Were you laid on your back? I don't know if I couldn't get out. If when I was being born, I don't know if the the doctor clamped too hard with the forceps, or my mom (laughs) used the plunger and laid me down for too long. (laughs) That's. But like soft skull, soft skull, everyone. Let's be careful. Yeah, let's. Real, we should get different clampies. Like clamps shouldn't yeah. be used. I don't know that I want yeah. a plunger happening though either. So Gildo Reyes, he's protecting Joan of Arc, protecting Joan of Arc. Ba 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 ba. Joan of Arc is killed and burned at the stake because spoiler, spoiler. <laughs> she's in a war. Which okay, that's fine. Is she killed because she's fighting, or is she killed because she's just like uh, amazing? She's killed because she's amazing. So Joan of Arc was killed for, I want to say heresy. Hold on. Heresy. Yes. Let me double. Yeah. Obviously, Gild didn't do a good enough job. Let's just say. He wasn't great. She was tried as a heretic. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. So. We're saying that she had a channel with God. She heard. Yes. So accusations of heresy, which included blaspheming Mm -hmm. by wearing men's clothes acting upon visions that were demonic and refusing Mm -hmm. to submit her words and deeds to the judgment of the church. 
what's crazy is like she wasn't they weren't even mad about the fact that she said that she heard voices or the voice of God, but they were annoyed that God told her to attack England. And so they were like, peace well, out, Joan of Arc. No, the Church of England is the church. Everyone knows that. That everyone should be <laughs> so following. Grace, he loses, obviously, that round. He kind of... Uh, <laughs> Zero to one. <laughs> she get, what is it? He does get... Um, he is kind of like a French soldier warrior. He is like feted by the French community. He's given like the French marshal mm-hmm. award. It's the highest, uh, their highest military distinction, at least at the okay. time. There's now one that's higher, but only six people have ever received it. Right. Which is the Marshal General of France. But yeah, he was named Marshal of France. He's a living legend. Okay. Like, You know, you could even say like George Washington at the time was a living legend. You know, these people were walked on water for their communities. And he uh, retires at the lovely age of like, what, 27? Around in his 20s, late 20s, he retires. You can't. You're done at that time. Yeah, you're an old man back then. And he does what any rich person does. You start producing content. He... uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he literally does crazy theater productions. He's a theater producer, which I respect. And I know how hard it is to sell tickets and get people to your events. Very difficult. Very Not difficult. if you're the ruling class and you're like, hey, entire town, come to this event. And that's, they're like, that's okay, okay. That's true. Also, how many other events are happening at the same time? True. Like None. In LA today. I know there's like 500 events happening right now. I have to really work my tush off to get people to come. Yeah. There was what? Of, go see Casey's show. Go see Casey's show December 1st at Agua Caliente in Palm <laughs> Desert, California. <laughs> we'll replug. We'll replug. <laughs> <laughs> so he produces theater. Uh, he even produces like a, it's like almost immersive theater. Mm-hmm. Immersive. But he's not a good producer because he like went icon. broke doing it. He did go well. Who doesn't go broke producing doing theater? I mean, it, that literally hasn't changed in six hundred years. Yeah. So I, no, yeah, he should have gone into the movie business. Yes, see, that was stupid. He should have been yeah. an early investor in Warner Brothers. Yeah, and so he loses a lot of money, and his family is like asks various churches to stop him from like getting into more debt because he's selling off now like various castles around. France. I'm sure I'm like a little off and slightly off at like various points in the story, but the sentiment still continues. Yeah, no, that's all true. Absolutely. All true. You're doing great. Okay. So now he's at in his um, elderly years of 30 <laughs> <laughs> and he's just challen in his castle. Bored. I'm bored. No one will let me produce theater anymore. <laughs> I don't know when was Moliere. I think Moliere was in the 17th century. So Moliere hasn't happened yet. So he doesn't have any good French comedies. So he, um, now if you can't produce theater, what do you do? You start abducting 100 to 200 homeless children and 
tearing them from the insides, decapitating them, putting their heads on pikes, kissing their foreheads, which is in a lot of sense, um, as I was mentioning earlier, I was just reading about um, the death squads in El Salvador that America trained and paid for in the 70s and 80s. Very similar, very similar murders, very similar murders. So Gilda Race ahead of his time. Do you think that the death squads were also producing theater? Were they pillars of the community as well? That's interesting. Well, I feel like I've talked about him a lot lately, but like Pablo Escobar. (laughs) (laughs) Pablo Escobar has did. I mean, that's how he was a lot of the times was able to survive the like and hide from. Let me explain and hide from like authorities and things like that because he actually started like building churches and community centers and doing so much for the community and giving money to the bad, bad things he did, but he got the community on his side. So when shit went down and he was running and he was trying to find, like they stood up for him because they gave him, she gave him, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was, it's wild. Well, Gil also built a church. That's right. And so did Mel Gibson and Kanye West. Yeah. So what I'm seeing is like, that's a really good, the church breeds good people. Is what we're saying. Yes. What we see. Yeah. Especially when you build your own. Correct. Right. When you build your own. L. Ron Hubbard. Looking at you. Looking at you, Ellie. So a lot of missing children. Yeah. I'm talking. I was shocked by the number. Actually, in some sense, when I was reading about the the charges, it gave me a little like, okay, so this is nothing new today. It it made me feel like, okay, we're not in such new territory with all these like serial killers people have always been degenerates yeah Mm -hmm. so finally you know parents are starting to get upset as we would all be he and his this is where i'm slightly off and unsure why but him and his associates kidnap a cleric like a a priest there's very little information why did you do that like there was an argument at the church and so they just kidnapped him yeah yeah I was, I don't know. which it seems like was almost the downfall if you believe that he was innocent, which we can get to later. Okay. Because you should never kidnap a priest. A, a priest or a leader of your community who's well respected. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would go out on a limb and say maybe you shouldn't kidnap anybody. Well, well, yeah, okay. Controversial Teach take. Your own. Yeah. Teach their own. Hot okay, take. mom. <laughs> okay, mom. Thanks. So he is tried. <laughs> by a secular court and an ecclesiastic court and all these parents come and they're like yes my children have gone missing blah 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 blah. some people say they found bones but that is seems now later in a recent discovery that might not be true necessarily but the biggest thing that i thought was odd was that the prosecutor had a conflict of interest because if he gets Gilles de Reyes charged with guilt and thus killed, the prosecutor g- then got the all the land and deeds of Gilles de Reyes's life. He gets hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, I know. I'm, that's I'm, wild. I'm not saying. I'm not saying like in proper word fashion. Yeah, the the estate would pass to the prosecution. There it is. We do that. Uh, today with like killers who don't have family or like next of their estate or any wealth that they have goes to the federal government. But it's at at least from what I read, it didn't necessarily go to France. It went to this guy, just the singular guy. (laughs) 
this singular prosecutor, which right. may, Interesting. might need to reread on. So he is then convicted, or no, under threat of torture. This is why torture is bad. Under threat of torture. Tell me why torture is bad. <laughs> yeah. Could you expand Go on. on that? <laughs> threat of torture. He says, I'm guilty of these crimes. And then they burn him at the stake, cut his body down, and then intern him into the church. Yes. His associates are burned to their ashes. Yes. But he is, because he's still kind of a, a lauded legend. Mm-hmm. And because, so he was, I hate this asshole. Okay, so. You hate him if he did it. I think he did it because historians have said that he did it. The other people are the ones who are like, maybe he didn't. Oh, but historians really? are like, no, he did. Oh, um, really? So because he, he had been contrite, and composed in the face of death, he was allowed to take confession one last time. Mm -hmm. And because of that, he was then also allowed to be buried at the monastery of Notre Dame de Caries, Caries, at the monastery in Nantes. Notre Dame. Yep. Okay. But not the one in Paris. Correct. In, how do you say the N A N T E S? Nantes. 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 Sure. Okay. It's anyway, that's where like he's living right now. And that was granted, which usually, oh, Casey ran out of storage and the recording has stopped. What should I do? I'm going to use this still. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I kind of love it. (laughs) That's what our watchers are looking for is continuity. Continuity. (laughs) Okay. So because he had like confessed his guilt and he had taken confession he was allowed to be buried on consecrated ground which is insane for a hundred plus child murderer and he also asked to die first out of the three of them and so they were like sure so they like lit the pyre on fire hanged him Than the others, presumably, but cut him down before he was burned because he had made a deal to go be buried at the monastery, which is all just fucking wild. And then, do you know what happened after the deaths? Are you going to talk about those things? Because I oh no, I was gonna. Uh, we can do this later, but <laughs> I was gonna say, I was gonna say, yes, it's wild. But then when you were saying it, it actually made me think it's actually not that wild. We still do that today, Francisco Franco. <laughs> The dictator of Spain is buried in the same uh, cemetery as the fighters of the left. That but he do we was think crushing. he should? Do we think that's okay? No, we. But we do it today. We still well, do it. Stacey, we do it where's hard. Pablo Escobar buried? Yeah, where is I was Escobar? literally stop, stop. <laughs> I'm not kidding. When I was like, I, I literally was just looking up where Pablo Escobar. Was. I'm pretty sure it's an unmarked. Group. Where's Bush gonna be ma- buried? Arlington National Cemetery. All presidents are buried in Arlington National Cemetery. Exactly. Or they're like home, whatever. I guess I don't have to say what you know. I want to say. <laughs> But then you have to say that about Obama too. There, every president, every president is a war criminal. You is a war criminal. Go, That's a fact. Yes, you can go to Pablo Escobar's grave. Yes, and will I one day? Where Probably. is it? That was not our question. If you oh. can go, our question is where is it? <laughs> it's um. Oh God, I'm gonna mess this up because I took French, not Spanish. Oh yes, me finally. <laughs> Cemetario Jardines Montesacro. And can be reached. Oh, we don't need to know that part. Cemetario Jardin Montesacrio? Nah, something like that. Montesacrio? Probably. probably. The Garden of the Sacred Mountain, I think, is what that means. Sick. 
Okay, so... Okay. But do you know what happened after his death? I really hate this asshole. I don't remember. Even if he is innocent. Let's say he's innocent. I don't believe Mm -hmm. that. Let's say he is. Okay. Because he had been contrite and composed in the face of death, he like uh, posthumously, he's now acclaimed as a model of Christian penitence. That's right. And a three-day fast was observed after his death. And they all thought he was a child murderer. Let's keep in mind, none of them thought he was innocent. Right. right. Three-day fast. And a tradition then emerged that on the anniversary of his death, the parents in that like little village countryside would whip their children to impress upon them the gravity of the sins for which that man had repented. And this practice is supposedly to have survived for more than a century after his death. And again, these are people who thought he was guilty. And they're like, yeah, let's whip our kids in remembrance. He was friends with Joan of Arc, Veronica. Well, you know. That gives you a lot of leeway. I think Bush, Bush was friends with Kid Rock. Prob- well, Kid Rock. I was going to say probably Kanye. <laughs> probably. Probably. <laughs> probably. Who isn't friends with? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Most Jewish people. <laughs> I was definitely kidding. I was definitely kidding. <laughs> I think. Um, probably. You Damn. Can't- That's just people are nuts. People are wild. And like, what is that? That like hive mind mindset mentality of like one person's Mm. doing it. I'm going to do it. Everybody else is doing it. I believe this was a bad man. He is like, it just seemed like, oh, we believe this now. Oh, we believe this now. And like, I just, I don't understand mentality. Yeah. I will say, here's the only thing I'll say is because medieval Europe was so medieval, who, I mean, at least the the leaders had quite a sway. So mm-hmm. you could make, I mean, we don't 100%, we can't claim one way or the other, but you could say we don't know what the, the people felt, but the leaders wanted to impress upon them, yes, this person did something bad, but we will still honor him because we want you to honor us. I don't know. I'm kind of just speaking out of, yeah. out of, out of pocket. Well, people really liked public executions that was like a big deal it was entertainment the family would go and there are actually studies that public executions were more of a deterrent than prisons are with prisons Mm -hmm. people are kept away you don't see it it's out of sight out of mind and when you're you know having people in the stockade in the square when you're having public hangings of these people it's like oh Mm. You don't want to end up like that. So you kind of say, which is like so weird and like such, it's, that's a different podcast entirely. But yeah, so they would go, you know, it was like a big deal to go to these things. So I think the people liked it anyway. And I mean, how many at his trial, not only did his henchmen testify against him, his two bodyguards who were made to dismember the people and also helped him rape and torture them. I mean, again, if people are being tortured, but like, my favorite part, though, was that he confessed without being tortured. And then the church was like, or the court was like, oh, I guess we have to cancel our torturing of him now. Mm-hmm. Like, they were all ready for it. I know. Yeah. I also wonder, too, like, not to, like, throw a random kind of closely related question out there. But I wonder if that's, like, why we're so obsessed with, like, those prison and jail shows nowadays. Mm. You because know, like don't 30 know days happening. in and 60 yeah. days in and that sheds some light and it helps put into perspective like my life sucks. 
but no, <laughs> not that bad. I was listening to a podcast on uh, our treatment of prisoners. And if you think about it, like if some, if they offer to either cut my hand off or put me in jail for five years, God, I mean, would you rather lose or, or take it away from like a, a, a limb getting chopped off? Like just a, a beat down. Would you rather get beat down, kind of tortured or be in prison for three years? Depends on what prison I'm going to. I was going to say, what prison and how long are they allowed to torture you? An American prison where you're you're kind of like confined with like five other people in your cell. God, there's just, oh, okay. Like one of those. Okay. Because yeah. like, if it's a federal prison, sign me up. Send me to federal prison. I'm on yeah, it. Like club that's fed. Yes, place. please. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But state run facilities or if it's a privatized prison, <laughs> fuck that. Yeah. No, no, no. State-run facilities are a little bit better. Yeah, it just depends. Also, I guess it depends on what limb, too. Like, what limb am I losing? I could go... I could lose a finger. Easy. 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 But if I had to chop my whole hand off, I'd be like... Or just a beat down. A beat down. How long are they allowed to torture you for? An hour. Yes. Oh, I'd get tortured. Exactly. Which says everything you... What we need to know about modern prison industrial complex that yeah but you're talking about losing three years versus losing an hour exactly i'm not saying oh so you're saying corporal punishment versus imprisonment yeah okay i'm not saying i I see now what i'm doing okay i'm asking what's more torture losing years of your life right well, I don't know. Okay, it also is going to depend on. <laughs> I don't know, person. man. It depends. There's too many situ- There's too many what ifs here <laughs> for like, me to make a logical decision. For someone like but Ed illogical, Gein, beat me up for an hour. Yeah, right. illogical. But like someone like Ed Gein, like prison was almost freedom for him because he needed the structure and the rules, and he couldn't live outside of prison. So for mm. him, he thrived in prison. He was a model prisoner. He was gung-ho about prison so a lot of people do thrive in that environment of structure and things are provided and schedule and you have opportunities that you aren't necessarily allowed sometimes so yeah which also i think is more of a state of our societal or you know issues our society if prison is Mm -hmm. how and i'm just going to generalize it how our low economic populace is thriving best that they're actually getting more opportunities in prison for things like Stacy does, like the arts. Like I'm sure none of your yeah. students, Stacy, were like, oh yeah, I'm going to be writing poetry and learning Shakespeare when they were in school. And they love your program, you know, so. Right, 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 right. They didn't. Do you teach in prison, Stacy? I do. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I teach in arts and rehabilitative programming. If they ever need like an acting teacher or a writer teacher, I would so be down. You're down in, you're where? Oh. I don't know. Oh, where you're not are in you? LA. I'm in LA. Well, no, no, no. There is a group that you should reach out to. They're called Actors Gang. Yes, that name is on purpose. Oh, no, I know them. Yeah, I do know oh, them. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They contract through a lot of facilities. We're mostly Bay Area based and then yeah. like Northern California, but they do a lot yeah. of Southern California stuff. Yeah, but I do that. I teach a Shakespeare acting class. What? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. We're doing Julius Caesar this year. It's cracking me up. What? <laughs> yeah. That's so, so cool. Thanks. So it's all kind of crazy. But also, I want to say like to our listeners and stuff, he was able to get away with a lot of this stuff because he was noble. He was of the entitled Mm. class 
And during that period, up until, like you see it in Downton, but less so, they would have servants at the house who lived at the house full time, rarely saw their parents. In this time, it was very often that they would take children away from their families to be house servants, to be looked after, because they're going to have a better life. Mm -hmm. So the families didn't Mm -hmm. even know what would have happened to them. And that's very normal. And also, they can just demand your child and you kind of have to give it to them because they're noble. And do we remember that church he built for himself Mm. that he then handpicked his staff of little tweeny bopper boys? I mean, like right for the the picking. Yeah, it just seemed like it was a, the whole thing just seemed like it was a circumstance of money, power, and giving good face in times of like, yeah, <laughs> you know, adversity and, and then also hive mind. It was just a proper mix of garbage. Yeah. And like Stacey, you were I saying there are people who now think that he maybe was a victim of the Inquisition mm-hmm. that was happening at that time. But, the, and of course, there were so many witnesses against him, but. Could the church have gotten to all of them? Sure. Well, that's, I mean, the witch trials, the Salem witch trials, that was a a case of mass hysteria. and. But think of how many people were on trial there and who was pointing fingers versus here are three men and where are these hundred children? Mm hmm. That that's the right. The only th- point I in the one of the articles you had sent me, the <laughs> this woman was like, "I'm the only racist representative on earth," which is like she needs geez, a hobby. That's, that's your life's mission, which, dude, <laughs> come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, and she makes a lot of circumstantial points, and that's that is the thing with history; it's all circumstantial, right? But I mean, it's not all circumstantial. They do. <laughs> they have like some evidence for things like forensic evidence okay well not forensic but like bones yeah which is forensic evidence but oh Oh, no no bones is forensic they didn't find any fingerprints 600 years later but like and so yeah they would like string up these boys in the in the room him and his four friends would torture them he would rape them sodomize them molest them open them up he like loved looking at their organs, which is an actual philia. Uh, Dahmer had it. And then they would kill them and they would like take turns killing them. I don't know, with decapitation, dismemberment, Mm -hmm. all the gross things. What was interesting though, is that then they would get rid of a lot of the bodies by putting them on the fire, like in the fireplace of Gil's room. But then we're instructed to put in the clothing slowly, piece by piece, and like wait for them to burn down so that there wouldn't be a smell. And I'm thinking the torso might be what's making the smell, mm. not the clothing that they wore. I don't know. Little kids are dirty and gross. But they were, oh, that yeah, so they would be pampered first and dressed like little noble children before being killed. So they're like burning these, but also to burn a body down like a cremation, the the flame, the uh, heat has to be so hot to burn bones. And there were, you know, servants in the house who saw his cohorts getting rid of dozens of bodies because they do think some were buried, but they think they were able to burn them down. And I'm like from a fireplace fire feels sus. Mm. But if they were to burn them enough to get to the bone and then just be thrown out bones, sure. But that's going to smell fucking awful. awful. I mean, people are going to be like, what are they cooking in there? You know what I mean? It's going to be like a weird roast human smell. Um, You're welcome. 
What a great, that's a good way to end it. (laughs) No, we're not ending on that. Um, Okay. So, okay. So you read all the things. Do you, what do you, are you coming down on the, we need to exonerate? Uh, I I can't say, (laughs) I could not say we have to exonerate, but the, the church at that time and the communities, they had so, I mean, the, the blood libel against Jews uh, for a thousand years was the idea that Jews were killing Christian children and baking their blood into matzah. So like that. Which is wild. We won't even touch pigs. Right. It's like. Why would we touch the children? We wouldn't use it in matzah. We would obviously use it in kugel. Obviously. Obviously. So that right there is a red flag. (laughs) But they believed in witchcraft. They believe, I mean. Oh, we didn't even touch on the witchcraft. Oh, and the occult. But could it have happened? Yes. Obviously, what's the um, John Wacy Gwacy? What's his name? Sean Gacy. John, John Gacy. Gacy. Sorry, John, John Wayne Gacy. Yeah, John Grace Gacy. That's like, hard to say fast at all. John Wayne Gacy. John Wayne Gacy. There it is. Does that kind of crime happen? Yes, we know it happens. Did it happen back then? Certainly could have. There were the society though, like to. God, I don't know. I mean, certainly could have. Certainly did happen. Whether or not he did it, Elizabeth Bathory killed a bunch of female children yeah uh you have vlad dracule who was decapitating people and putting them on spikes yeah you know in a couple hundred years jack the ripper would show up like it happened right we love to think it's a modern probably problem here's here's my evidence that he did it okay he was producing theater shows and losing all of his money which mm-hmm. is crazy for like a rich guy in the 1400s at the age of 30. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing? Obviously, yeah. you're losing your mind. You don't just go into theater after fighting with Joan of Arc. So that's yeah. my that's my like evidence that he's losing his mind. Sure. Yeah. Well, okay. But, okay. Okay. One more thing, and I'm and I'm done. Here's my evidence against him doing it. Okay. As we know, with serial killers. You don't just start being like a super serial killer at the age of 30. You have a lot of breadcrumbs from childhood onward. Were there no stories of this happening in the middle of the war in from his young age, killing dogs? Well, babe, you just said it. He was in a war. He was killing people. And he started killing children after the war. <laughs> I know. That was like normal killing. <laughs> But that is a normal killing. killing. No big deal. <laughs> no, you're right. You got me. <laughs> you got me. Like well, that and like, let's remember this is back in like the what 1400s, 1500s. Yeah, 1400. What record keep like keeping do they got? You know, yeah. they're like I don't know. It's a good point. All right, you you guys won. I lost. But let's yeah. let's talk about the fucking the occult was so random too. So he was losing all of his money, like you said. So he turned to the occult as one does obviously. And here's what I'm like, church, you need to make up your mind on which side you're on. Because he went to a priest and was Mm -hmm. like, hey, priest buddy, I need you to find me someone who is an alchemist and who can summon a demon. And the priest was like, cool, I got you. (laughs) And calls up his like cleric buddy down in Florence. And the cleric is like, yeah, I can do that. So, so the clergy is actively summoning demons? Is that what we're doing here? Is that okay? Yeah, I mean, for a price. For a price. So he comes up to the castle in France and is like, let's go. And 
Giel de Reyes. You're doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, had like a contract all ready for this demon he was going to summon, Baron. The demon Baron. Mm-hmm. I think we've all heard of him. And they try to summon him three times. Beetlejuice, to- <laughs> Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. <laughs> to no avail. And so the cleric, the Florentine cleric is like, here's the thing. Baron's telling me that he's like kind of pissed because you haven't offered him any children parts. Right. And Gilderiz was like, copy on got you. But Fucking now- overachiever motherfucker with 150 of them. God. This, yeah, this was like six years after he had started already killing. So he's like, I got you. Hold on a second. Leaves, comes back with parts on hand. No one asked questions. Tried him again. Baron is not coming. And so he got real sad and mopey and is now even more poor. And I'm like, what are you, what are we doing? Like, again. this is just unchecked entitlement. <laughs> like, what is yeah, happening? People believed in some weird shit back then because they were bored. That's my theory. The end. Okay. Boredom. I, th- I thought there was going to be more, honestly. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> Great. Great, 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 great. It's a very well-formed thought I had. <laughs> but yeah, I thought this was such a weird one. It was so hard. Okay, so this is a two-part episode. Part two will have a modern serial killer. But I was like, how do I tie in medieval? Like, there can't mm-hmm. possibly be just medieval serial killers. And there fucking mm-hmm. are. Like, here he is. Yeah. He is considered the first, right? It happened. He the first is, big one. Yeah, because Bathory would come 200 years later. Yeah. So here he is. Oh, and fun fact, although Casey might disagree. I didn't just say I disagreed. You sent me that there was a whole trial 20 years ago to possibly exonerate this. Yeah, his public trial in like... (laughs) 1983. Yeah, that was so weird. Portable computers are just starting to happen. Oh, so strange. But he is believed to possibly have been the inspiration for the fairy tale of Bluebeard. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, because they all come from places, right? Like Dracula came from Vlad Dracul, Vlad the Impaler. Mm-hmm. This was Bluebeard. Cool. So, fun fact. It was a crazy, I mean, it was crazy. I don't recommend re- reading these stories at 1 a.m. like I did. <laughs> I fall asleep to these documentaries and these stories. Yeah. Right. I sleep really well. Yeah, you do. <laughs> It's fine. I'm fine. I don't have an anxiety disorder at all. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have to show up places 20 minutes early because I'm so anxious. Mm -hmm. It's fine. Do you look up like what the parking situation is prior to as well? Yeah, because if there's no parking, I'm not going. Right. Or like it stresses me out thinking about it. But yeah. Anyways. I'm not going. Are you kidding me? The amount of people who are like, come to Hollywood. I'm like, in what world? No, there's no parking. Exactly. No, incorrect. Is there parking at your show, Casey? Tell us oh, about the parking that is situation. Such about a good show. segue. Uh, I'm getting better at it. I'm here for it. What you got going on, Case? Uh, so December first, uh, I'm actually from the Coachella Valley, so I'll be performing. Are you really? I am. So zero to twelve, San Diego. Twelve to eighteen, Palm Desert and the Coachella Valley. So. I'll be performing at Agua Caliente uh, with David Studebaker, who's an amazing touring stand-up comedian. Um, you can find tickets on my website, www.kcjadler.com. Nice. You can follow me at kcjadlercomedy at, on Instagram. Perfect. You can find pictures of me on Google Images, <laughs> kcjadler. 
I'm gonna look after this. <laughs> all right. Well, I don't suggest that last one, but all those others, I definitely <laughs> highly suggest <laughs> doing. Oh my gosh, Casey! Thank you for coming on and being here with us today. Thank you for having me. Love um, like, subscribe, download, or whatever the kids say. And Happy season two. We will or, I mean, see you next week for season two of Criminal Giants. Woo! Hey guys, Veronica here and Millie. Um, due to some act- like medical stuff that I've actually been dealing with, we're going to be taking a couple weeks off. I'm so sorry. Season two is going to be coming at you Monday, November 6th. It's only two weeks without us, and we hope to see you then.